0: From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast and the final episode of our special series on women in board games. I'm Jonathan. Joining me once again are Mandy, Hey. Emily, hey. and Crystal. Hello. Thanks so much for coming back to finish this, everyone. Yay. I mentioned um, in a previous episode that there's a ton of internet discussion about what kinds of games women like, but another really popular topic you guys are always asking about is what games can they get their girlfriends or their wives to play with them? A lot of women are reluctant to enter into this arena for reasons we've kind of touched on and even gone into an earlier earlier in the series, so what can we do to improve things? How can we make this hobby a more welcoming place for females? Let's, let's, let's just start with you. Um, have you ever been made to feel unwelcome in a gaming situation?
1: Um, I had an experience in high school where I had a bunch of guy friends playing Dungeons and Dragons and I really wanted to play as well, um, but they are like, oh no, we've chosen our characters already, and we're already starting to play, and I was like, oh, it won't take me long to play. And in, they pretty much didn't want me to play because I was a girl and I just thought that I would it, over, which is kind of funny because ten years later, I, I now play Dungeons and Dragons with other <laughs> friends and it's perfectly fine, but yeah, that, that's probably the only experience that pops out for me. I will not say that I've
2: ever made, ever been... Made. I've never felt unwelcome or been made to feel unwelcome. But some, I've noticed like little things. Like I've I've played games where there are like little little avatars and little like pawns and stuff. And I we uh, we set up and I get handed the only female pawn. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's great. Like I didn't even.
0: Did you get handed that by uh, a, a, a male or a female person?
2: By a male. Like I'll be the only, I'll right. be the only girl at the table playing the game, and like the guy that's unpacking the box, which sort of like, oh, this is for you because I know you like be your favorite color is green and it's just yellow for you because you're always yellow. And here is the chick for Emily. It's like okay, well, okay.
0: Nice.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I can't really think of a time. I'm pretty. Not just and outgoing, so like doesn't dominate, <laughs> so. it's
2: funny because, like, we all are, yes, yes. yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. Might I, be why. I think
3: that is something interesting, too. That all the women that we've that have been featured on this on these episodes, too, are very strong, outspoken, aggressive. independent. I wouldn't say aggressive, but assertive, and you know, yeah, um, yeah. Unap-
0: unapologetic, unafraid to speak their minds. Yeah, I mean, and I've does, noticed that there's a reason why I asked you guys to be on the yeah. show,
3: <laughs> and I, I've kind of noticed that in gaming culture in general. Um, women who game, the friends that I have who play board games for, um, you know, uh, RPGs or, or video games tend to be outspoken and strong women.
2: I don't think that's unique to women though. I feel that a lot of people that enjoy board games or um, video games or RPG games tend to be sort of like stronger, more aggressive people because, um, especially I find some of the games that we play that requires a lot of sort of like, shouting and, the seat and accusing your friends of things, I think that if you're sort of like a shrinking violet, whether you're male or female, and you're sitting there and all your friends are yelling at you, and if you're not sort of an assertive person, you might sit there going, this is horrible, I hate being yelled at. <laughs>
0: that's interesting because, and in, um, you know, obviously as, as, as a male, in my own experience, I've found that the, uh, the boys, and uh, both teenage and younger, who were more gravitated more towards games, tended to be the more shy types.
3: Introverts. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's what, it's interesting that we're saying is because, is that... To me, board games are an extension of video game culture. It's the same type of people that are interested in both, and I find that's really
0: fascinating too. Because obviously, board games are four thousand years older than video games. Yes, yes. And uh, seeing where those diverged and how they came together, that would be that'd be a series in of itself.
3: Well, I I feel like games are not gendered until we hit a certain age. Um, Going back to Mall Madness and all these mm-hmm. kind of things, right. and then they do become gendered. But then they kind of like when I think of people who go to board game conventions, it's also the same kind of people that go to video game conventions. Like same kind of men who engage in uh, playing video games enjoy board games as well. So for a um, a segment of media or or. Um, uh, you know, if it's a job, if you're doing it because you work in the industry or you're just doing it as a pastime. Whereas women are actually, I don't want to say encroaching, that's a very strong word, but so it takes a stronger woman, not stronger, I don't want to qualify, but it takes a woman who is assured and and, and strong to engage in a field. A,
0: a the culture kind of, that's dominated of by works men. to keep the... Exactly. Um, the, how does that work? How exactly are they uh, pushed away? How does that happen?
3: Well, I think it's well to bring it to maybe um, you know designing women who design or um, board games don't exist in a vacuum. People who play them, mm-hmm. it, you don't just wake up one day at 25 and go, Oh, I'm gonna design. <laughs> I'm gonna design a board game. I'm gonna design a video game. This is something you 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 design a video game because maybe in high school you were really good in computers. Um, you're really good in computers because maybe as a boy you were encouraged to do. Computers or be around computers more, and maybe you were encouraged to be a computer because you were better in math. Because boys in elementary school are encouraged to be better in math, so it's not there. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. So the reason why there's not women designers, or as many, the reason why there's not many a women huge in huge margin,
0: like huge again, as margin, we talked about before, like less than half a percent. Is
3: because the type of skills that you need to be a successful game designer, so design, um, technical skills, mathematics, science. Uh, A lot of the thematics are fantasy, science fiction. These are, you know, predominantly historically male fields or male interests. It's it's not to me. It's not it's not a coincidence. It's it just it seems inevitable because it's it's a culture. The skills are based on um, historically male. So or male, not natural traits of course, but charts. you know, traits constructed and, ideas exactly, about what exactly. males are
0: supposed to be. Exactly, in. exactly.
3: And women are not supposed to be good math, women are not supposed to be good uh, Well, not according to Barbie, anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know, changing. these are not the kind of things that women have been, you know, socialized to, to be attracted to. So
0: this is a theme that's come up before as well in these episodes that uh, it seems like the best way to achieve better equity in terms of uh, board gaming culture, is to achieve better equity in the culture in general.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it seems like they, 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 can, they can sort of arise together.
2: Yeah, something we mentioned earlier um, was that making board games is not lucrative, necessarily. Yeah, it's... it's, <laughs> it's not,
0: ladies no. and gentlemen in the audience, uh, I've got several friends who work as game designers in the industry, they're all male. And they're all poor. <laughs> I mean, uh, like
2: like Crystal was saying, you don't wake up one day at 25 and decide, hey, you know how I'm going to make a living for the rest of my life? I think that making board games is going to make me a lot of money. That's not a thing. So um, I feel the appeal in, in, in building a board game and creating a board game with, with your friends is, is loving board games. Yeah. And, and if women are not sort of welcome into the hobby, then if, or if few women are welcome into the hobby with open arms and few women are sort of given that opportunity to fully explore it, and, and sort of learn all the bits and pieces of it and obviously very few women are going to try to design them because they're not going to have any interest in them. Their experiences with games are going to limit themselves to like the game of life and taboo and stuff and there's really only so far you can go. With you don't, you don't sort of like, your favorite, you're, you don't know ten board games and then decide you're going to create a board game <laughs> of your own professionally.
0: Something else that, uh, that those uh, male game designer friends might have in common is that they're really, really happy. They, they truly love games. And this this is what they want to do with their lives. They couldn't be happy doing anything else. And um, it's I don't know quite so many females who are like this. Um, there's plenty of material on the internet. You can also find easily enough about the crap that I mean, Crystal was mentioning about <laughs> video games. Women in video game development have a really really large amount of hassles to deal with. Google number one reason why, and you'll find a huge amount of material about that. But uh, I, I I was sort of you know, I would imagine that since board game development involves a much smaller group of people, which would theoretically it should be less vulnerable to these kinds of problems because the organizations are small enough that systemic sexism shouldn't be as much of an issue um, is, is there anything to that or am I
3: well I don't think the size in the industry is any is going to be indicative of how much sexism we experience I think what it is mm. it just shows is an example of how strongly the idea of gender permeates our society that no industry or no um, uh, niche is Exempt from it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. It does it's disappointing, of course, but it's not surprising.
2: And I'm um, sort of touching back on our on our last podcast about art in in board games. With, um, if We're talking about sort of like the board game design industry and it's a very small niche industry and even if there are a lot of men in it, if you've got an artist that's a woman and maybe she's got a little bit of agency, maybe she's got a feminist agenda and she wants to make beautiful art of beautiful strong women who are not uh, objectified and not exposed in any ways that make them uncomfortable and they sort of bring the ideas to their boss and the boss is like, "Mm, no, I want... Sort of like a buxom blonde in a passive position. We
0: hear stories about that all the time in video game developments. Yeah, um, and who it, and knows it, where that's going on with art directors and board games and too. And it
2: sucks because I mean, even if you're you've got a team with a few women on it, if the highest up person in that team is a male, then he can he's he's got the authority, and it's his job to shoot down things he doesn't want. And doesn't. and it may be
0: too that he's not doing it because he doesn't approve of this, but because he thinks it won't sell. Yeah. And that becomes a vicious cycle, too.
1: I think we could talk forever about what's wrong in the industry and and why it is what it is. But I think the the bigger question we should be asking ourselves is, how are we going to change this? And Mm. I think that girls need to have a bigger voice in the board game community. And the biggest way to get that is to get them to like board games and get them to really feel passionate about exploring ones. And and making them not scared to pick up Lords of Waterdeep because they realize it's actually a lot more fun than they think it is.
0: That kind of brings us back full circle to where we started at the beginning of this uh, this whole series about how that environment at Snakes and Lattes is about 50-50, male and female.
3: I think it's interesting you said that Emily just said feminist agenda, and I think that's the fear. I think a lot of times where, you know, and not just in video game industry, but I think this is kind of across the board in, in, in women's professional lives, as soon as you start to think about or, or um, present ideas that are, you know, strong, women not defined by their sexuality that may not adhere to um, acceptable gender norms, then you're accused of a feminist agenda <laughs> in some way. And I think that probably, from what I know of, I'm not so sure about board games, but video game industry, I know that is has been brought up by some women that they have to kind of stay under the radar because they don't want to be accused of or they have been accused of trying to put. for whatever that is. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I misspoke. I that sort of like tumbled out and. No, no, it's so good. It's fun. good that you
3: brought it up. It's
0: something that just comes up. I mean, people say these things without really realizing that they're saying them, and mm-hmm. it's it's still very much part of the cultural mm-hmm. fabric. Um, that's how we perceive these things. So um, I, I guess I was going to ask what uh, what do you think it'll take to get more women into designing games? But it seems like that the question's basically been answered, and it's the question that it's, it's the answer that keeps coming up with all of these things, and that is to just. You know, be supportive of this in the general overall culture and to create a welcoming environment. I find one can. of the best
1: things that I can do uh, being a in server at Six and Lattes is mm-hmm. just showing the enthusiasm for the games and just showing them that I'm a girl and I love all these games and I think they're neat and awesome and I want to make you feel safe enough that you can play them with, without being judged in this environment.
0: We need more women game gurus as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Stella's in training to be a game guru. Uh, I couldn't get uh, Kristen unfortunately for this. She's been on that leave for a while.
2: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I feel that there are, I feel I have really, really great success when I'm sort of like, just sort of like passively on slow days teaching games to people. I feel that I don't necessarily teach, I never, I don't know how to play Madness, I don't know how to play Wild Madness. I, don't know how to I never teach those. But I feel that I can, I can bring over games that to, to groups of women, I feel that, yeah, again, this whole thing like, look at me, I'm a woman, I'm wearing like velvet pants, I have lipstick on, I've got really long hair, I love being a woman, being a woman's great, and these are games and these are also really, really great, and it's Unrelated to the fact that I'm a woman, so it's unrelated to the fact that you're a woman that you're really, really going to enjoy this. And I think that's something that a lot of the, the male male gamers like it's nothing, that's not something they do actively, but it's just it's sort of like a stigma that women. It's can.
1: something that they can't offer just because. Yeah, not you, a girl. you can't
2: offer that sort of like buddy buddy girl friendship thing. I mean, women again, like we were talking earlier about sort of women emote and women sort of are are social more technically like more and more social creatures and they like to make friends and buddies and stuff and you like to chit chat with the waitresses and stuff and that's something you do and that creates connections and I feel that that creates a more welcoming environment where you're more likely to try things that you may not initially been interested in or may not have felt comfortable in.
3: What I find particularly fascinating and uplifting, really, about the social dynamic of watching a room full of people play board games, is how it becomes almost a great equalizer between gender, uh, prescribed gender, you know, kind of roles, and it's really neat to see, you know, the 15-year-old geek boys who might not be able to, you know, who might not have much game in (laughs) in the high school hallways. And they're
0: probably terrified of girls.
3: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. If they were like me. Yeah, and uh, being able to, you know, interact with girls their own age and and same thing for the girls that go in there, you know, the the girls that um, may not be, you know, attracting the jocks or the stereotypical kind of men that they're supposed to be attracted to, right? It's for all media. Um, and unlike video games where it's not as social, I mean increasingly it's becoming less and less social for a bunch of you to be in a game in a room playing a video game. More than often than not, you're alone playing with other people, but in 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 board gaming, you're still sitting around a table playing with people. And I, as a aspiring, you know, high school teacher, I really like that dynamic when I see that with 15, 16, 17 year old men and women, boys and girls, enjoying each other in a way that's not necessarily defined by their gender and outside of this. Yeah,
2: and you were mentioning something um, earlier about how just to see sort of like a table full of 15-year-old boys sort of looking at, you know, Mandy or Stella or myself, like, teaching them the game, their expression on their faces are completely, like, their mind is completely blown, like, they have no idea what to do themselves, they're so impressed, and that's really good, I mean, it's really good because, I mean, when you're, when you're a teenager, you're at such an impressionable age, and, and so much of what you, you do and what you believe is sort of shaped by media, I and mean, we all know how terrible most media is, but it's nice for, it's nice both for young boys to be able to sort of discover things that Women do that they find appealing and interesting because they might not have women in their life that have you know agency and that are so assertive and strong-minded and and knowledgeable and it, it's good for them to realize that that exists and that that's a good thing and that's incredible and, and it's interested
0: fun. in this sort of thing too mm-hmm.
2: exactly and then it's also good for more for young women around like around to see that to see how impressed these boys are because you know want want not at 14 15 years old I mean one of the things that society tells you to do is to appeal to people and to be attractive and it's nice that you can have that exposure to things that. and and it makes them realize they're like you know I'm a a 14 year old girl and I see like all of my 14 year old male friends be so impressed by this girl and what they're impressed by is not the fact that she's you know in her 20s and that she's beautiful it's they're impressed by the fact that she knows what she's talking about and that's great and it's great that women can realize that there's more that makes them appealing than what they look like and the whole sort of like the the, the personality that they're told to take on by the media which is like Demure and, you know, virginal and innocent and beautiful and, you know, and, like, you know, put your hair back and put on the high heels and the skirts and stuff. And, and be dumb. Yeah, and, and be dumb. And it's nice, it's nice for them to, re- like, the earlier on you realize that being smart is attractive, or at least attractive to the right kinds of people because, you know.
1: That's important. Just
2: like, yeah. just like there are people that come into Snakes and and say, I don't want a game that makes me think. Um, There are people that don't like people that think. They're like, oh, you're too like there's too many big work, I don't like that. And then that's the thing, I mean, you don't Like, you don't want to... Like, if, if you're a 14-year-old girl, it's good that you don't surround yourself with those people because those are going to bring bad habits and very, very bad ideas.
1: I think it's good... Uh, we've been talking about how we can change girls' opinions about games to get them more invested in the community, but at the same time, it's just as beneficial to change boys' perception of girls playing games because it'll only help out if you have two like, sides fighting for the same cause in that respect. And then you might see a shift in the types of games that are being produced, um, more general, neutral games not being targeted towards girls or boys, but just awesome games in general that everyone
0: would We've covered a lot of ground in this series. Um, before we finish off, are there any sort of final thoughts or any big sort of things that we kind of missed over the course of all this?
3: Yeah, I just want to... mind of my pet peeves um, is how in gaming culture... I know it's more prevalent in video gaming, but it is because there's so much crossover, um, yeah, Yeah, exactly. The idea of the gamer girl. Oh, the fake geek girls,
0: the dreaded fake geek girls. No, no,
3: just the terminology that like gamer. If you're a gamer, the idea that you have to be called a gamer girl, you can't just be a gamer. Gamer is default male, but like, Oh, you're a gamer. You're a gamer girl. Well I take offense to that first of all because I'm a woman. I'm an adult who pays taxes and makes adult decisions <laughs> and you know I have not been a girl for some time so the the, the the word girl is kind of pejorative. You don't say gamer boys like you in, in your day to life are not referred to as a boy. Probably ever,
0: except by
3: daily. Yeah, outside of your personal. That's all right. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's different, but yeah, I, but, I, I absolutely yeah, get what so you. so I just, I just take offense. I just feel like gamer girl. It just takes a little bit away from the power. Like I'm just.
0: It's diminutive.
3: It, yeah. exactly like it's just a title I'm given. I'm just pretending.
2: Yeah, I feel that the title, it, it, the title gamer girl, really makes it seem like I am, I'm a guest in your culture. You yeah, know? I'm not, I'm not part of it. I'm just visiting, just for now, just for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then when I'm done, I'll be done, and then you
1: won't have anything to do with it? And then that touches on what you said. You right away jumped to a fake gamer girl because there's just such a stigma uh, where boys, they'll see a girl who's really into, I don't know, some more some gamer or yeah. cosplay and they'll be like, oh, she doesn't really like it. She's just pretending to like it to seem cool. Well, no, she probably just really likes it and it shouldn't be about being a fake gamer girl or a gamer girl. It's just being nerding out over things that are awesome.
2: And then also, um, it's, there's definitely sort of like a... a, a like your your degree of interest in something is can change, and it's totally acceptable to be a little bit interested in something, or to be really interested in yeah. something. And if and just being a little bit interested in something does not mean you are sort of valued less. It, doesn't mean, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, not it doesn't mean fake. it's fake. It's not fake. Just because means that you not, like it. Exactly. You know, maybe maybe the girl who's showing up to the con in her first outfit, like maybe it's this is her dipping her toes into the culture. This is her trying it out. You know, she read the first few. Um, she, was, she read the first few in the series, she thought this was cool, I think I'll check it out, and then I'll buy the other ones when I'm there, maybe I'll like this, maybe I won't. Whatever, let her do what she wants. I mean, yeah, that applies for anybody. I mean, you don't judge someone based on their degree of interest in something. Have
0: you guys ever been sort of made to feel like it, you weren't the real thing by somebody else there because you were playing a board game and, well, you're female?
1: I mean, not necessarily in board games, but I, I felt like I needed to fend my nerddom. Like, because, mm-hmm. oh, yes. can you name, like, all the characters in Battlestar America? Yeah, test. Like, sounds... like, not really, but that doesn't mean that I don't like it. I really like it. Or some of the things that you're interested in nerdum are
3: are gendered, like, oh, you're a Harry Potter fan? Of course, you're a girl.
0: So is that, uh, that doesn't happen so much in board games, though?
1: Not as much, although <sighs> it does make appearance.
0: Okay. How, how does it show up? What, what does it look like when it happens?
1: I get really nervous when somebody's introducing
3: a game to me that has a very strong mathematical component or um, one that's based on um, remembering things. Like, Hanabi broke my mind when I played it. <laughs> In your defense, it breaks a lot of people's minds. Yeah. It's kind of and, designed to uh, do that. <laughs> the first time I play, Every time I sat down and learned a game from the men, usually, that I was playing with at Saints and Lattes, I definitely felt initially kind of Afraid. Not afraid, just apprehensive apprehensive because I didn't want to do something that they would perceive as silly or stupid. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, one thing I, I really like games, of like, you sweet. I enjoy those <laughs> a lot. I really like...
0: You trick. and Stella are both into those. Yeah,
2: we, I really enjoy, you know, tricking my friends and stuff and that's not, that's not you know, that's not a bad thing. I and mean, um, Crystal was saying earlier how a lot of the, like, the four women you chose to do this podcast were all very assertive strong women. That um, doesn't mean we're mean, but playing yep. some of these games with people, especially the first time we're playing with me, it's very sort of demoralizing. I have them sort of like you know comment and like oh we you know it's just Emily being na na and all like little like little, pointing out little feminine things, you know. And it makes me want to be mean. It makes me want to be mean. It makes, <laughs> me, want mean. It makes me want to be cruel and ruthless and incredibly unkind to my friends, <laughs> and that's annoying because you know the way that they treat me makes me angry, and then it makes me sort of project that anger onto them. I've had people yell at me at the end of games for the way I treated them when they sort of brought it upon themselves. Well,
0: hopefully they've learned their lesson by that point. Though, right? <laughs> I, would hope so. but, but I hope so. I hope so. Games can be tremendously educational this way. They really can.
2: But I think also it's the fact that sort of like a big part of games, especially when you're playing with your friends, is that you sort of you pick on each other, right? And it just sort of sucks when you're playing with your your friends and then what they're picking on you for is for being a woman. Like, it's not that the fact that they're picking on you that is bad. Yeah. It's for picking on you for, like, silly little girly things. It's like the things. thing
0: where they, you know, like, the boy behind you and the, the desk behind you pulls your pigtails because it's the only way he knows how to tell you that he likes you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, like, it's not, they're not, like, mean-spirited. It's just that the first thing that comes to mind for them mm. to pick on you is that you're a girl. Nothing comes to mind at the moment, which is terrible, because I wish you had a better example. But you're you you you're both nodding. You know what I'm talking about. Like mm, you yes. examples.
0: It's all pretty much down to the individual group, I guess, mm. but, uh... Yeah, it's, we, we have a long way to go, obviously, but uh, I've really, really enjoyed this whole series with you guys. I want to thank you all so much for doing this. Um,
2: yeah, it
0: it's uh, It's Christmas Eve as this episode airs, and I just want to finish up with a Christmas wish. What I want for Christmas is a gaming culture that looks less like the stereotypical boys club in mom's basement, and more like a night at Snakes and lattes just people playing and having fun, regardless of whether it's a group of men or a group of women or a mixed group. I hope that what we've done here in this series can in some small way help to move towards a world where that is actually true. Um, we'll have a special episode next week to kind of wrap up season one of the Snakes Cast. So till then, this is Jonathan with Mandy,
3: hey. Emily, Hi. and Crystal. Did listeners know that we've been talking
0: to you, too? <laughs> Uh I I don't think we've mentioned that yet.
2: <laughs> well kill it um, now. <laughs>
0: okay. Thank you all so much, everyone. Thanks. Merry Thank Christmas. You try, Thanks for Jonathan. listening. And Thank Game you. On. Thank for you listen-
2: for being here. You're Thank you. Thanks for listening
0: to us ramble about gender for a very long time. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening. Snakes and Lattes offers a unique service for your next party Snakes on the Go board game catering. Your own personal game guru and an assortment of our hottest games right in your living room or boardroom. Birthdays, anniversaries, corporate team building. Everything is more fun with board games. Visit snakesandlattes.com SOTG for more details or to book your event today. Until next time, I'm P.T. Douglas, game on.